Mark chapter 2, and beginning with verse 23. Mark chapter 2, beginning with verse 23. Hear God's Word. And it happened that He was passing through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and His disciples began to make their way along while picking the heads of grain. The Pharisees were saying to Him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And He said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need, and he and his companions became hungry? How he entered the house of God in the time of Abiathar the high priest and ate the consecrated bread, which is not lawful for anyone except the priest to eat, and he also gave it to those who were with him? Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. He entered again into the synagogue, and a man was there whose hand was withered. They were watching him to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath day, so that they might accuse him. He said to the man with the withered hand, Get up and come forward. And he said to them, Is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save a life or to kill? But they kept silent. And looking around at them with anger and grieved at their hardness of heart, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out immediately and began conspiring with the Herodians against him as to how they might destroy him. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this year word and we pray that you be pleased to bless and strengthen us by it. We ask, Father, that uh, as we in this Word are confronted uh, by Jesus, the Lord of the Sabbath, that this Lord Jesus might give to us a taste of heaven, a taste of the healing rest of heaven. Bless us to this end, we ask, in the good name of Jesus, who is the Lord. Amen. The head of our counseling center in Pittsburgh at Reformed Presbyterian Theological Seminary uh, is George Scipione. Uh, Dr. Scipione uh, hopes to retire soon, and uh, Keith Evans has been uh, designated our pastor in Lafayette to uh, take his place at the counseling center. Uh, George uh, 
suffers from asthma. And uh, as a result, uh, for years, uh, he has taken uh, asthma medication. And uh, he often uh, complains about the fact that uh, uh, this asthma medication has uh, affected his joints, uh, the joints in his knees, the joints in his hips, the joints in his uh, shoulders. And uh, often he aches all over more than anywhere else. But but then you'll uh, ask uh, uh, Dr. Scipione, uh, how are things going uh, today, George? And the answer will be simple. The resurrection is coming soon. And uh, that's right. Uh, The resurrection is coming. Uh, When Christ will come a second time in glory and the dead will be raised and we will all receive new bodies. And all those aches and pains will be gone. And uh, Dr. Scipione uh, looks affectionately forward to the great rest that he will receive in heaven from Jesus Christ and the complete healing he will receive in heaven from Jesus Christ. And so it is uh, with all of us that we ought to look forward to Jesus Christ giving us the healing rest of heaven. And our text today, telling the story of Jesus and this man who had a withered hand, is a story about a man who receives a token of healing and receives from Jesus Christ the healing rest of heaven. And so the point that we're looking at this morning is simple. Trust Jesus Christ to give you the healing rest of heaven. This is what you have to look forward to. As the story opens, Jesus Christ, the Lord of the Sabbath enters the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He entered again, verse 1 in chapter 3, He entered again into a synagogue. And it was on the Sabbath day. In verse 2 we see, they were watching Him to see if He would heal on the Sabbath. So there He is, Jesus Christ, in the synagogue, On the Sabbath day. In the end of chapter 2, Jesus says, in verse 27, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. For the Son of Man is even Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus Christ is and was God incarnate. As God incarnate, Jesus Christ is and was the Creator. Jesus Christ was and is the Creator of the Sabbath. He was the one who set aside one day in seven to be a day of rest. He was the one who commanded that work should be done on six days and on the seventh 
No work should be done. But the Sabbath was to be a day of rest, pointing forward to the great rest of heaven which was to come. And because Jesus Christ is and was the Creator of the universe, Jesus Christ is Lord of the Sabbath day. And so, the Lord of the Sabbath enters the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And on this Sabbath day in the synagogue, Jesus Christ, the Lord of the Sabbath, encounters a man with a withered hand on one side. And on the other side, he encounters the Pharisees, the opposition of the Pharisees. Again, verses 1 and 2 in chapter 3. He entered again into the synagogue and a man was there with a withered hand. And they were watching him to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. There Jesus Christ is on the Sabbath day in the synagogue. And it's very likely that those who were in the synagogue were watching Him because Jesus was in front of the gathering in the synagogue. It's very likely that He had been designated, as often was the case, to come forward and read the Scriptures in the synagogue. It's very likely that after He read the Scriptures, that He gave a little homily. He gave a little sermon. And... Uh, there were those, the Pharisees especially, who were there in the synagogue knowing uh, that this man with a withered hand was there in their midst. Uh, there were those, the Pharisees especially, who were keeping an eye on him and watching him very carefully, craning their necks, as it were, to see behind those in front of them uh, what would Jesus do. Would Jesus heal this man with a withered hand? And would He violate the Sabbath day? The Pharisees didn't properly understand the Sabbath. All they could think about with regard to the Sabbath day was, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. Oh, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do this. It was all do's and don'ts. That's what they thought about the Sabbath day. They didn't recognize the Sabbath day presented a special opportunity for the gathering of God's people to encounter Him, that is God. They didn't realize that the Sabbath day was a special day in which they were gathered together to encounter Jesus Christ, the Lord. And friends, that's why you and I are gathered together today. We are here together. I'm with you and you're with me. We're to, here together, not just to hear the Scriptures read and say a few prayers, but to encounter the Savior, to encounter Jesus Christ, 
the Lord. And this is exactly what occurred with this man with a withered hand. He encountered Jesus Christ, the Lord. And even though the Pharisees are in opposition to Jesus, and as I see, craning their necks to see what Jesus would do, Jesus, unperturbed, calls calls the man with the withered hand to come forward. Verses 3 and 4. He said to the man with the withered hand, Get up! Get up and come forward! And then He said to them, verse 4, turning more specifically to the Pharisees in the crowd, He said to them a calculated question. He asked of them a carefully framed question question. And he said to them, is it lawful? Is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath? To save a life or to kill? Imagine the scene now. Think about the scene. Jesus, recognizing the man with a withered hand, He was in the synagogue in Capernaum. Capernaum was the headquarters for the Galilean ministry of Jesus. The people were familiar with Jesus and Jesus was familiar with the people. He sees the man with a withered hand and he says, come up here, come up here. And the man comes up to the front of the synagogue with Jesus. And there they are, the two of them, standing in the front of the synagogue with each other, facing each other. And then Jesus looks out to the gathered assembly and He asks the question, is it lawful to do good or to do harm? on the Sabbath to save a life or to kill? Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath? Well, of course it's lawful to do good on the Sabbath. The law itself says on the Sabbath if an ox falls into a ditch, what are you to do? Oh, you're supposed to leave the ox there for a couple of days. No, no, you don't do that. You pull the ox out of the ditch. Even on the Sabbath, it's lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Is it unlawful to do harm on the Sabbath? Well, of course it's unlawful to do harm on the Sabbath. Of course it's unlawful to lie on the Sabbath to your neighbor. Of course it's unlawful to commit adultery with your neighbor on the Sabbath. Of course it's unlawful to steal from your neighbor on the Sabbath. Of course it's unlawful 
to murder on the Sabbath. It's unlawful to hate your neighbor on the Sabbath. And is it lawful to save a life or to kill? Of course it's lawful to save a life. You and I understand that this is the case. And if you're in the medical profession and you have duties on the Sabbath day to save lives, you carry out those duties on the Sabbath day to save lives in the emergency room or in the hospital. Of course it's lawful to save lives. And is it unlawful to kill? Yes. It's unlawful to kill. And it's awful, unlawful, also unlawful to bear hatred in your heart. Because as Jesus says, if you bear hatred in your heart, you have committed murder in your heart already. And where were the Pharisees? Bearing hatred in their hearts toward Jesus Christ. They knew as they listened to this question, oh my, oh my, we can't answer this question because if we answer this question, we're going to display ourselves openly and publicly as hypocrites as those who turn the law upside down and call evil good and good evil. We can't answer this question. And that's exactly what happened. The text tells us this is the case. Look again at verse 4. And, well, verse 4. And he said to them, Is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save a life or to kill? And they kept silent. They kept silent. The silence was deafening. Do you hear it? That's their answer. Silence. And in the midst of this silence, Jesus heals the man with a withered hand. Verse 5, And looking around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, He said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And his hand was restored. In the midst of that silence, Jesus looked around. And the text says, with anger, Jesus Christ, remember, is fully God. And fully man. And Jesus Christ had within 
His humanity, every human emotion that you and I could possibly express. Years ago, I was privileged to speak at a conference, a Banner of Truth conference in central uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, I selected a passage in Mark chapter 8 as uh, part of my presentation. And in Mark chapter 8, Jesus is seen again being challenged by the Pharisees. The Pharisees asking of Him a sign. He just fed 4,000 people. And now they're asking Him for a sign. And Jesus sighs deeply in exasperation as it were. And I said that Jesus expressed that emotion uh, to the the, uh, assembly there at the Banner of Truth conference. Uh, That evening, uh, the keynote speaker, uh, a very well-known man in evangelical circles, uh, he was speaking on uh, Hebrews, uh, said in the course of his sermon that evening, Jesus Christ never was exasperated. Uh, uh, Do you suppose that word came into my heart like a stinging arrow? It did. And, And I suffered under conviction for weeks and months as a result of that single comment in that sermon that evening. Until I did a little bit more research. And in a particular commentary in the book of Mark, uh, the author, author said exactly what I had said. That this deep sigh of Jesus Christ expressed in His humanity, His exasperation in this particular circumstance. And in the circumstance in which we are looking at this morning, In Mark chapter 3, Jesus Christ looked around with anger. Yes, friends, it's possible to be angry and sin not. The Apostle Paul speaks about this. And if Jesus Christ expressed human anger, He did not do it in a sinful fashion because He was without Sin. He expressed anger with regard to the evil he saw before him. Guess what, friends? I submit to you that you and I are often not angry enough about evil in the world. We are not angry enough about the work of the devil. And particularly, we are not angry enough about the sin in our own lives. If we were angry about the sin in our own lives, we would leave off that sin and get rid of it. Jesus looked at this situation and there was sinless anger 
And as you read the text, this sinless anger was tempered with sorrow and with grief. Look at the text again. And after looking around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, grieved, sorry about their hardness of heart, he looked at those Pharisees and he saw in the hearts of those Pharisees hearts as hard as volcanic rock so that if you would strike their hearts with a sledgehammer, those sledgehammers would rebound from the strike of the rock. So hard. Hard-hearted like Pharaoh of old. And in the face of that hard-heartedness, Jesus says to the man with the withered hand, stretch out your hand. Physically impossible. With his own strength, incapable of stretching out that hand. But by the word of Jesus Christ and by the power of the grace of Jesus Christ, he stretched out that hand and his hand was restored. This man received a token of the healing that all who believe in Jesus Christ will receive when they find rest in heaven. This man from Jesus Christ received the healing grace of heaven. And what was the response of the Pharisees. The Pharisees went out immediately and began to conspire with the Herodians against him as to how they might destroy him. The Pharisees went out of the assembly of God's people and got together with the party of Herod. You remember what Herod did when Herod discovered and heard that a king was to be born in Bethlehem. He sent to Bethlehem and had all of the babies, two years old and younger, destroyed, killed, murdered. That's the party of the Herodians. The party of Herod. And these Pharisees snuggled up to the enemy, snuggled up to the party of Herod. And their desire was to do what? To destroy Jesus Christ, to kill Him. Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath? Is it unlawful to kill on the Sabbath? Yes, it's unlawful to kill on the Sabbath. But that's what these individuals were all about. But the man, 
the man with the withered hand had encountered Jesus Christ, the Savior. And the man with the withered hand had received the healing rest of heaven. Trust Jesus Christ, friends, to give you the healing rest of heaven. Trust Jesus Christ to heal your soul and to cleanse you from guilt and sin. Trust Jesus Christ to give you the healing rest of heaven and one day take you to that good place where there will be no more tears and no more crying and no more pain. This is what Jesus Christ came to do. And so I say to you, dear friends, trust Jesus Christ to give you on this Sabbath day, on this Sabbath day, tokens of grace and the healing rest of heaven. Let's pray. Father, better to us you are than we deserve. And as this is the case, O God of grace, and our dear Lord Jesus Christ, even now, give us a taste of the life to come in our own hearts and souls. And cause us more and more to trust in You, our Savior, to give to us the healing rest of heaven. Bless us to this end, we ask in the good name of Jesus Christ, who is the Lord, we pray. Amen.